0: Hello, it's uh, Christopher Gallagher here. Just wanted to have a pre-weekend update note that the entire broadband connection at Cynic Tires has uh, dropped off. We have absolutely no internet, so we have worked our magic and we've pieced together uh, the audio from a variety of different sources. And it's myself and Christian Wilf um, talking about the game the first five or six minutes um, aren't ideal from Christian's point of view. The The audio isn't the best. It's, you can listen to it, uh, but it's not ideal. Uh, but then from about the sixth minute onwards, from just at about six minutes onward, it kind of gets back to a good standard. Um, we've had to kind of pull from a different uh, variety of sources. But we eventually got there in the end. It's been a bit painstaking in the edit process. But please enjoy. Apologies for the drop in quality, but it really kind of was outside our hands and hopefully we'll have the internet and the broadband up and running as soon as possible um, so we can get back to that quality content. But we'll definitely have the reaction tomorrow uh, with absolutely no problems and we'll update you on Sunday and what we can do from there. But without further ado, it's time for the weekend update. Welcome to the weekend update. It's Good Friday. It's a huge weekend of uh, football. It's a huge weekend of religious celebration. If you, if that's you, if you're that way inclined, um, happy Good Friday. Um, we are here to talk about Celtic. We are here to talk about the Glasgow derby. I am joined by Christian Wolf. Hello, Christian. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm great, Christopher. Looking forward to a long Friday, as we call it in Norway. Sure. Not a good one, just a long one.
0: Um, it's, you call it Long Friday?
1: Long Friday, or well, Long Friday technically. But yeah.
0: Okay, good. No, no story behind that, yeah. or nothing?
1: It's, it's, it's just weird, I guess. There's probably our story that I just haven't researched it. We also call the first day before something Shat uh, stug but I really need to look what that's in English because it's moving up front. So things differently since uh, 1905. 1905.
0: When we became uh, independent. Um, thanks for getting involved, Christian, with that weird uh, story. Uh, but, thanks. Um, we are the, the sound quality isn't as, as good as it usually is. It's just due to the fact that my internet has decided to die. So we are recording uh, over the phone. Um,
1: it's going to be if Have you ever heard your parents talk about like pirate radio in the 60s and 70s? Um, when they had to like put, you know, uh, these kind of private commercial radio station had to like literally go on a boat out into into the international waters and broadcast them. Just, just
0: like that. us. That's exactly who we are. Thank you very much for for setting up like that, Thanks. Christian. Um, yeah, my my internet went completely kaput, and uh, everyone's out, uh, because it's uh, Good Friday. So, um, we are we are persevering as we always do. Um. But before we start talking about the, the, the game on, on Saturday, uh, the kind of big news that about Jeremy Frimpong. Now, I know that Celtic had a, sign, uh, a sell-on fee, as, as we tend to kind of put in, but apparently it's 30% of the profit that uh, Bayer Leverkusen make. We sold them for 11 million quid. Quotes of like 50 million quid. 30% of the profit...
1: You be- asked me to do math. On live, okay. So let's go through this. So it's, it's a al- million. I- that my, minus eleven, right? Thirty nine. Then you take ten percent of that. So that's three point nine. Answer so that three, that is eleven point seven
0: million. Yeah, al- yeah. He was using his comp- his calculator there, by the way. If anyone can see, um, that
1: I- is my brain.
0: Eleven point um, seven million is ap- apparently the potential, um, and, and and you know if they get more for him, then it, it would be more. Joking aside, Christian, um, that would be an amazing piece of business. What's your thoughts?
1: <laughs> no, um, we were talking about this last night when it kind of came true, and it was a weird deal at the time, wasn't it? It felt really low even at that time because he was obviously so good. And mean, it was always the maybe in clubs for that season that you season. Know, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of things happened, so I always thought it was it was it's a shame that you left when you left. It's I thought probably that's a player I could have gone for more, even uh, you know, at the time. But yeah, if, if, if it came with that thirty percent sell on close. again, I just felt this kind of clawed back. You know, the, the, what was I saying again? Yeah, you know. And um, a good deal from the jaws of a bad one or something. So, but yeah, he's obviously like super talented. and he, he, he's got everything. Um, like in terms of a, a fullback, you know, he can, he, I think he can play that fullback role in any, any way anybody really wants because he's got the speed, but he's also got the technique, and he's obviously. And you know, I think that grounding in the Bundesliga would have been really good for like his like, kind of tactical understanding as well. So.
0: Yeah, he's probably worth it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he is one of the the, the best in the, in the in the Bundesliga. Um, And do you think that's... A, see, that sort of money... Is that the sort of money that they should reinvest in the squad? Or is that the sort of money you should probably reinvest? Because, you know, you, there's no guarantee that you get it. Is that the sort of money you should probably reinvest in
1: infrastructure? Probably have a biscuit to on this. I'll probably say the wrong thing about the balance sheets. Uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. No, no, I mean... I it's probably a, a longer pod, but but yeah, I I think you, I think you need to look overall. Okay, I think Celtic will always be dependent on a certain amount of money from player sales coming in, right? Even with Champions League money, as I keep saying, and you you see, I think the importance is if you do you if you have like a structure, you can make your money go so much further. So yeah. You, you, i think it's both i think this is a club that needs to spend money on transfers if they can get more for less great but there was there needs to be that put on money but as we talked about it in other ways this is also a club that needs really really needs to have a very top functioning academy with the pathway in, into that and i think that as i said before for me I don't really see a reason why Celtic can't have as good as Academy in every single sense that any Premier League club. I, I think for me, that's where the kind of infrastructure starts as well. Um, also, I would kind of want Celtic Park to be able to host Champions League finals and stuff like that. So I think they need like maybe a new stand, maybe somewhere for the bus to go so it doesn't have to stand outside. To, yeah, that, that's my three priorities a place for the bus, top Academy, and new players. So,
0: so sounds gettable, is what I would say. Um, yeah.
1: For 11
0: million, probably. Um, We've got, you know, there's not necessarily a a lot more news in regard to kind of the grander, uh, kind of wider Celtic um, that usually sometimes breaks on a Friday. I think that's all due to the fact that we've got a huge game tomorrow. Um, The game against Rangers, of course, that we're all kind of, I'm sure we've... I'm sure, we could all, okay. I'm sure we've all been thinking about it. I'm sure we've all been going through lineups. I'm sure we've all been had this idea of what we want them to do, what they think they'll do, all that sort of stuff in our head over and over. We did the weekly yesterday. There was a little bit of tension, a little bit of kind of, you know, trepidation. But I
1: oh, was there. I haven't listened yet. Was it was a Samrani or Alan who was most nervous? I know that Paul... answer it was.
0: It was Paul Carlin, actually. because oh. I haven't
1: even seen the lineup. Of course, he's the biggest shag of all. Oh, he is. Yeah, uh, we all... a
0: lovely guy, but big shag uh well, I mean, we recorded on location as well, so um, the drinks were flowing, um, and that didn't. Is nothing... that
1: the internet's not working? <laughs> Have you, did you trip over something when you
0: came back? I did. Yeah, I uh, I unintentionally poured a pint over my uh, <laughs> my uh, hub. <laughs> um, no, right. Game tomorrow, twelve thirty p.m. Kick off. What are you thinking, Christian? What what's your kind of thoughts at this point?
1: Well, you talk about the detail. Yeah, I've been obsessing over how Rangers is going to line up in, in the block. All right. I, mean, we can maybe get to that a, a bit further on, but I think that kind of comes back to the fact that, other than Celtics lineup choices, which I think it will be forced by who's available. I kinda of know how Celtic's gonna approach. I I I know how I think we're fairly certain how they want to play and you know the, the solutions they need to find and so on. The big unknown for me, I would think is how is, is Bill gonna approach this, right? And how because to be honest, he absolutely blew it in in, in the cup final in terms of the way he sat up and the, the way he wanted people to work in the press which surprised me because at Ibrox, it, 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 what I did made a lot more sense. So there's one, that, but on the other side of Gomi go for me as well. Is is he going to try and go, since he needs to win as well, is that going to, are they going to go even more aggressive, like really high press, really, really super press? So, so for me, it's been really trying to think about how how is Rangers going to approach this? Because I think we know what Celtic wants to do and what they're going to try to do and what the challenges are and then what the strengths are. But, for me, it would be really interesting to see who he picks and how they kind of set up, especially to try and stop Celtic from playing out.
0: That's the, that's the thing with Celtic. You know, we can sit here and we'll, we'll talk about the personnel choices in regards to, you know, you know, the three big names, you know, Hitate, H- H- Taylor and, and Moy, whether they'll, they'll be available, whether they'll start, etc. We can talk about that a little bit later on. But just in regard to how Celtic play, we know how Celtic will play. Do you think, and I was thinking about this over this week, do you think that gives the opposition an advantage, knowing exactly how Celtic are going to play?
1: Oh, I, I think, I, I think there is, there's different strengths within the Celtic team. So even though you know what they want to do, I think there is an improvisation that they can do as well. They they can hurt you in in, in different ways. Um, but but yeah, I I, I, I think you can be pretty confident what Celtic wants to do. The problem is it's, it's really difficult to stop them. And, and yeah so in terms of okay you can for example if i just tried to set up a high press really high press it's not to tell the players to like pick you off like if if you know if the players are on it and then suddenly you know you expose yourself um back to the back really and if you sit down a little bit if you give them a bit more space you know the movement is so good that you can you can keep up with it um for a certain while but they keep doing it, they keep doing it, it's going to hurt you. And I think this is, you know, talked a lot about how, you know, other teams in, in the premiership have set up against Celtic this season. And, you know, that kind of 5-3-2. And because they know what Celtic are going to do. And for for some parts of the game, um, they're successful in damming up. But then, you look at Celtic's record, right? draw one, lost one, won all the others, even though most teams know what they're going to do. So it's just, yeah, I think for better quality teams, even better than Rangers, you, know, you know, they can put up a bit more of a plan. But even even if you know what Celtic is doing, it's just really, really difficult to stop.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the whole point. We know how, you know, people know how Barcelona back in the day were going to play. They knew how, you know, Bayern Munich were going to play. If you can't stop them and they've got better players, that's kind of the key point.
1: And, and that comes with the benefit of that, is that Celtic knows its own system so well as well. I, and I don't think you should underestimate that. Like. Knowing that it works, knowing what to do, keep doing it, and because it is known, is they also know how to execute it really well. So, okay, you can try and spring a surprise in a big game. I know, and and it, you know there might be a surprising element to that, but I don't think that usually weighs up for doing the system you you know really really well because it's a good system and you got good players and if you do well. That's why something's. In almost
0: all the games this um, we, we can kind of look at you. You've been had the unenviable task of looking at Rangers. Uh, and, you know, this is the other thing. Like, we've played them a lot recently over the last, what, three months. We've played them twice. Yeah. This will be the third time, fourth time at the end of the month. You know, we really are starting to get to just know how they're going to play. Is there anything? Can he spring a surprise? Can, is the, is the surprise, will it be? The fact that our good friend Troy messaged yesterday is a question for the weekly. Is it a case of uh, Raskin and Cantwell? Is that the kind of only kind of joker he's got in his pack?
1: Yes. So it's really roughly divided into what are going to be out of possession and and in possession. And Raskin and Cantwell is is interesting because that's something I was going to bring up so we we can kind of talk about it. And I've I've said, I've been obsessing a lot about Rangers out of possession, but in possession is is interesting as well because, as we talked about in different pods, these are two very different teams in possession. Even against other teams in the Premiership, Rangers is a lot, a lot more direct team than Celtic. You know, I've nicknamed them like Red Bull Rangers because they want to go up quickly, they want to go directly, they want to keep a lot of people in the middle of the pitch. But especially against Celtic, if they don't go long from the goal kick, I mean, you've seen that. It. It's usually just a pass out to the center back, maybe the fullback, and then boom, like send it up. And to be honest, if if I had Wundstrom as my deep pivot, I, I wouldn't want him to try and them all out either. But so that's the interesting thing. If if you see Raskin and Cantwell in the starting lineup tomorrow, I would be tempted to then speculate that, okay, he might, well, this is Beal might want to try and test Celtic's Press, and they might want to try and you know pull that block out and, and play a bit more true Celtic because i think Raskin is obviously a lot better player on the board than Lundstrom i think Cantwell i'd be surprised if it's Cantwell and Tillman and Cantwell is more of a player that that links play a bit deeper right whereas Tillman is more a direct player you have in and around the box and he's, that's what he's good at He can arrive in the box. You can, you know, from that position spot, he's not very good as think, linking play. So if you have like, Raskin, Campbell, and say probably Jack, that's probably a team that lends itself to try and, not like the, the one goal go direct as well, because I think they will, but I think they might try and play out a bit more. So I wonder, that's the more the joke for me, but I think it will a lot to do with the lineup. Because if you see say Lundstrom, Jack, and Tillman, I go, okay, this is who've again. This is they're gonna go direct. But if you see Raskin, Cantwell and, and Jack, I gotta go, hmm. Maybe maybe they'll test Celtics block here. Maybe they'll actually try and play after that and not go alone every single time. So I think that's the one thing I've been looking up in the lineup because I think that will tell us how they want to approach it when they do have the ball.
0: How good is Raskin and Cantwell?
1: It's difficult to say, like obviously have really just seen them against like other. Scottish opposition. And then the French has had the ball a lot. And I, I think they're both technically good players. Raskin is somebody who moves a lot, trying to, to get the ball from centre-backs when I've seen them. Campbell is another player who, in that system, you know, he drops in and out of lines. You know, he can drop deep or he drops up um, like just behind the strikers. And he can go wide. So I, I And they've seemed like decent against that kind of position. It's just when you get in these games, you'll have a lot less time on the ball, right? And you have to do the defensive work as well. So I do want to kind of have to see them in a game like this and see, like, against a lot better position to see what they're really like. But they are very different kind of players than than Munström and and Tilman. Are
0: they better on the ball, as in, are they better? Will they hurt us more in regard to with the ball?
1: I'm better on the ball than Monstrum. Right, I'm, I'm not even joking. But he, so I, I think so. I, I think if they play, they will have a little bit more quality on the ball, or they have at least players that they like to kind of link play and play a bit shorter passes rather than go direct. And it doesn't mean they they won't go direct to that as well. But I think that'll be the sign that. Okay, it's not just going to be hoofball they might want to try and test that celtic block a couple of times see how it's working we talked a lot about celtic you know out of possession how they don't get to train on it that much so that is, it's that kind of interesting thing where i get the concept about ranchers trying to go long because they want to have a chaotic game state you know they want to the bowl up they got lots of players in the middle they can win the ball higher up and then try and attack something but in a way since Celtic doesn't get to like train or practice their output session stuff that much. If you don't test like by going long, you're not really testing Celtic there either, are you? Right? No. And we saw in the Champions League that it can be get at. And um, so you do wonder, what's the smartest thing here? Okay, Celtic Rangers want to go long because, okay, it creates a bit more chaos. They can maybe get transitions, counterattacks. But also, if you wanted to try and you know get at Celtic, Maybe it's smarter to try and place, try through them to at least test how that that block is worked I mean, the risk then is that you lose the ball uh, as well, and and Celtic can be really deadly. You know, they have really Kyogo, Hatati if you plays. You know, the fullbacks, even the centre backs can be very aggressive in that press. So if you try to play through it, it's risky as well, right? So it's it's that kind of interesting dynamic of they usually is usually going long, but just not, I don't think that's. You know, it's kind of suited Celtic because as long as they win that, that second ball and and those kind of things, and that's a bet fifty fifty sometimes. But it'd be interesting if they actually tried to test that that Celtic block and you know, they just they won't just try to go over.
0: See, in regard to how they line up with you know, if they've got you know, you've mentioned uh, you know, we mentioned Cantwell and Raskin, and then you've got you know, Lundström and stuff. So, is there will they kind of match a striker with? Each different style or will they just go with who who do you think they're gonna go with up front essentially?
1: I mean and I know we had all those Morelos stories coming up, but I you can't see it being anybody else than Morellos and then Sakawa? Because nominally they there are like four tree three, right? So you you know the back four. You say it's Raskin, Cantwell, or Jack, or if it's the instrument, there's like this the three of them. And then the front tree it's Kent. Morales and Sakala, like, that's why I expect. But within that, Kent isn't really a winger because he'll come inwards, so he ends up being more an attacking midfielder. Sakala isn't really a, a winger, so he goes more up and becomes a two with Morales when they're in possession. So it's more much more. They might line up in a 4-2-3 but it ends up in a four-two-two-two. Really. So I, I don't know. I just can't see. Be I'd be surprised if it's not Morales and Sakala. It's been that the last two times as well. With Sakala, you got some, you know, he can drift that wide. He can kind of, you know, if Celtic's fullback, especially Taylor goes up, you got they've been hitting that long ball um behind Taylor with, with Sakala running onto it, so he can go wide. And Kent isn't you know a winger hit, he'll come inside. So I, I I'd be really surprised if it's not Morales and Sakala, I mean, the only wild card is maybe if you push Tillman up instead of Morellas or even Sakala, I and mean, you, you know maybe have another person like, like a bit more of a pure i mean there. I just I really can't see Holak oh, or anybody that that starting. To be honest, I think that would suit Celtic if it started because it's, it's a lot worse off the ball than Morellas, and you, you can't run as much. So no, nah, I think it's a bit Morellas and then Sakala.
0: Okay, let me ask you this, right? What are your what are, you, what are your kind of, I don't want to say worries, right? Because we've got confidence in this team and if this team does its business, the Celtic side, you know, I genuinely think we'll come out on top against anyone domestically anyway. Um, but what, do you have any fears? Is there any kind of worries um, going into this game?
1: It, it's it's the, the same kind of challenges and worries, I guess. We always have with Celtic against, you know, good better opposition and um, when you try to play out you know it, it is the, they need to you know keep calm on the ball try to even if you're pressured high try to play through it and don't let them just like force you into a rhythm of you know not keeping the ball it's going high and, and so on so so i think if if they can do that even if the pressure is if the Bench is pressing high i think that's a big key um, and then out of possession, it says the trenches is not going along. You know that block needs to work, right? And it, it be, and I think with those two worries, it then comes into who's who's available, right? Because yeah, on the ball, you know, centre back, goalkeepers, you know, they they need to be able to be calm and play the ball out. Yeah, and out of possession, if okay, you need to, to have those the block, the structure. Yeah, but I think those worries is probably maybe a bit intensified when you see who's available, right? Because if you have Hatate and Taylor there in the build-up, you instantly feel a bit more comfortable, right? Because, you know, they'll know the systems; into good players. And, and if you have Hatate, like defensively, and, you know, when Celtic is pressing, you know, that's a huge help because none of the, I, you know, you know me. I, I like Matt O'Reilly. I think he's he can do a really good defensive job. But neither him, Moy, or Turnbull, it's not their you know super strength. They don't have the defensive legs to the strength and that of a Hatate in there in terms of pressing and off the ball and, and covering players and so on. So that might be interesting to see if if, if Atta comes in as well. So yeah, it's keeping the ball, how is organized without the ball, but then. My that's always the things you need to look at but the worries is then probably coming more from okay who's available and who can fill those roles
0: what about Taylor you think you'll make it
1: I think so I, I I think because I don't think it's you know since if, if it was a dead like um, you know we know he's been he's been talked about before he's you know he, he needs that kind of rest anyway Um, you know he's out to the Scotland squad so I, I think it seems like he's just somebody who's just kind of managed and so I think he'll be available. I
0: just I don't know about Hatati because it's kind of been radio silence on it. To be honest, see, see with um, with Taylor, let's see, let's just say Taylor can't make it for whatever reason, and you know we'll be it'll be confirmed later on this this afternoon whether you know who's available from Angie's press conference. Um, but if Taylor can't, if Taylor is unavailable, is it a straight Bernabei comes in and we just again you you and Alan always say that the system's the star. I totally get that. Is it Bernabé comes in and just do what you're doing son Or would there be any tweaks To kind of help him out
1: No I think I said on the agenda You had the question about this on the back tree And I, I do agree with Alan I, I do think At this point in the season You I think anything you do to kind of The changes you need to do To, to not put Bernabé in Probably outweighs You know the, the risk about putting him in if you see, what I mean, I, I think you just you, you put him into the system rather than change the system around him. Um I think if you know if he ran, which was still there, he'd probably put him play left back. I don't see him moving no, he's not gonna move Ralston the left back. I don't think he'll move Johnston from right back and put Ralston there either. So this is it. He he needs to he needs to be that player who, who comes in and, and is the reserved left back and he just kind of a bit of a sink or swim. And um, we know he has all these qualities, you know, Steven was on the, the review on Tuesday talking about it, he put an article out. So it's more about him not playing it safe, but also like, you know, he he can be a, a really good weapon, right? And and he, he is good on the ball. It's just, his uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a free spirit sometimes in terms of position and yeah. <laughs> what he tries to do so but yeah no it's, overall I, I would put him in
0: do you think that the, the they'll target that area with the potential that taylor might be out would they kind of look at that and say well obviously there's like would they kind of work on the idea that maybe taylor isn't available and that to attack down that side or again would they just stick to what they're doing
1: i, I think a lot of teams would target that side anyway especially in, in in the face where they go long against that because you know teams that have a goal kick in celtic you should put like a big man out on their right hand side to have a have a one-on-one duel with, with taylor and because taylor is so active offensively because he makes so many runs high up i think teams always look at you know hitting that direct long ball behind them right and Making like Starfield having to sweep up beside him, so I think that would, yeah, that would just continue with Burnaby as well. And um, you know, he's talked about his, position, his positioning and, and so on. He is somebody who wanders a lot as well. But for me, that I think Celtic is kind of set up for that because Starfield knows he might have to cover Taylor. He, he is quite good at sweeping up as well and going wide. For me, it's more Burnaby in possession. I mean, and he's got this really weird team, whereas. I trust him to dribble out, honestly, to beat five men on the ball. I just don't really trust him that much, like the simple passes. um, Not even like he can execute them. So, yeah. So, in the pressure, you you would try and pressure him quickly, wouldn't Uh, you? And put people on and and to see what he does on the ball. Um, But again, he's got all the qualities. Like, maybe a a Rangers player who's technically better on the ball than Bernabeu. I mean, is there any? Like, I mean, he's—he's. He's, it's not like he doesn't have it in his locker. It's just—it's one of those games that define him they tell him he's not playing.
0: Uh, and that midfield, we we talked about this on the on the weekly yesterday, and you know, I guess it's the position that everyone's kind of thinking about. Obviously, you know, Moy trained. Tati looks like he's maybe unavailable. Awata um, made his kind of uh, first start uh, against Ross County and impressed. Um, what three would you go for? Obviously you're a big Matt O'Reilly fan. Obviously Cal McGregor takes care of himself. Um you would pick pick O'Reilly and I guess the third position would be uh, maybe not fully fit Moy versus an Awata. How would you kind of how would you pick that?
1: Yeah, no, for so me Matt O'Reilly starts every time. And we don't have to take that discussion again, but I, I think what it gives you on the ball, but especially what he gives you off the ball, both you know, covering defensively, but especially his movement off the ball. Offensively, he is someone who kind of can replicate those Hatate runs over to the other side. He's tireless. He probably doesn't get the ball as much as he should. So for me, it's O'Reilly in as well. And um, the thing with a half at Aramoy, to be honest, I'd be surprised if he starts if he hasn't played in a while right um, But so the Ivata thing as well is more for me than mcgregor now i don't know about mcgregor in the eight you know i i, I wasn't you know seeing in the last game i guess most county i was like i i do prefer him in the six i i, I really do i, I know he's you know uh, it's not like he can't play number really well but i think at this stage in his career i think it's, it works better as a six i think ivata can, can work as as an eight as well so it's a really strange composition i think in, in in terms of that um it's interesting then but like this is talking about tactical protocols and what you expect from. so if ivata plays it has a lot of effect on what Manchester tried to do in their press as well because I'm pretty certain Kent will just sit on sit on McGregor, you know, uh, and try and stop him from getting the ball. But if that plays there, be just to see what they do because I think even McGregor plays in the 80s, I think it drops a bit deeper, so you almost get a little bit of a double pivot kind of thing going on as well. And and I think that would be interesting to see how Manchester react to that in in the press as well. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one, but be honest, oh, just want to attack you to be fair, Chris. Is, is that is, is that an option? Um, yes, I think whatever you do, it's, it's not perfect, right? Because I think if it's Ivata, McGregor, O'Reilly, that's maybe something that can work over time, but, you know, the, this comes with taking away some of the strengths of it. I think it's O'Reilly, Moy, and, and McGregor. Again, I think... I'm a little bit worried about the overall running capacity of, of both the number 8s, you know, because Hatata does a lot of work there, and they're both kind of players who maybe enjoy it a little bit higher up. Um, so, no matter what, it, it's not ideal, because the ideal midfield has Ria Hatati in it. But, yeah, if, if you're going to force me, I, I'd go my God with Yvata and O'Reilly just now, especially with considering all the kind of injury worries we have.
0: I reckon he'll go uh, McGregor Moy and O'Reilly. I don't think he's going to put a lot in. I think if if he can get if he can get an eighty percent fit, um, Aaron Moy, I think he'll go with him over a lot. And that's no kind of disrespect to a lot because I think he's he's quality. But I just think the way that Ange thinks, you know, yeah, I, I just I think he'll go with that that tried and tested.
1: He it, it, it might well do as well. It depends on Moy's fitness, I guess. Um... You don't think he'll he go,
0: uh, Magra gave after, um, Moy? He, he may. <laughs> I'm saying that. I know. <laughs> you know, you, you just know. You just kind of tell with him. But no, I, I I actually do think that O'Reilly will play and that McGregor, I think O'Reilly and McGregor are, are shoe ins to play to start. And then it's that third position whether Moy is fit enough. And if he is fit enough, he'll play. And if not, then it'll be a lot I don't think it'll be David Turnbull no. or, or any, anything kind
1: of other than that. Let me troll something at you. So, because I prefer my guy in the six, I think O'Reilly is. You know, you know I'm a fan. For well, the number eight position, how about a little bit? Of, uh, right.
0: I'd play him in goals, pal. I'd play him whatever. I I'd just get him on that I know pitch. You would.
1: Do you know what I mean? I know. I, 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 I know you would. I, I saw the tweet. Are you even tweeting about when he's at the hair at the hairdressers now? Is see. Uh, or the Barber's yeah. maybe it's cool. Um, so no, I'm I, I just thinking about. I, I think you get a lot of the energy with tax in the eight. I think you get somebody who is like who can do that pressing side as well, and and he has. And, you know, and I don't think he's defensively. You would get any less from him than you would from Alan Moy, for example. So, I it would be interested because that lets you keep McGregor in the six, and you have a in the eight. So. Yeah. Just putting that out there.
0: Do you think uh, Haxabanovich will take, take part tomorrow? Adds in, obviously, you know, last game he came on with 10 minutes to go and that's not a lot of time to really implement yourself within a game. Do you think he'll get a good half an hour at least?
1: It depends on the uh, game. I don't think he starts on the wings. I, I think that's Jota and Maeda, um all day long. Uh, but yeah, I think, like, you know, he's, he's anxious is automatically doing the 60-minute change right now. But that doesn't mean he he might you know I think it depends how the game is I, I think it he, will come on it he, will definitely come on but um no I think the wingers are pretty pretty much set
0: so. I mean this is the thing like we we've obviously we've we know how this Rangers team are are going to set up we know how Celtic are are going to set up and frankly you know that it's hard to get any more kind of insight in an our analysis because essentially. You just have to wait on the game and you just have to wait, almost almost wait and see. Just on the basis that, you know, we, we kind of know how these teams are going to play and they're going to set up. It really is. We're at that point now where we just have to wait for kickoff and see what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's it. Um, I've talked about, yeah, it's the Celtics style, the way things happen in the system will be, be depending on who plays. And to a certain degree, but yeah, for, for me, the, the more known is what those rangers try to do. Because if they, if they keep going direct, you know, it becomes that kind of game again. If they try to play out a bit more, there's it, a, a different element to it, right? They, you know, it's something having them probably the ball a bit less, and they have to be structured defensively, and they have to kind of, and then maybe take advantage of the opportunities that come with that. But yeah, it, it, for me, it is I don't think there'll be any huge surprises, right? You know how stuff is gonna set up. You roughly know how Ranch is gonna set up. Do you know, they'd be very much organized about putting a lot of people centrally to fullbacks wide. But within those kind of known systems, there there'll be elements that we don't know yet. That I think lineup will be a big clue to it. And then you go the first five, ten minutes, you go, okay, how high is Rangers pressing, who's sitting on Mike and the first time, a few times, maybe they have a goal kick, you kind of go, okay, what are they going to do here? Are they going to try and play a bit more, or are they just going to, like, smash it up the field? Like, they don't, have to, don't risk it.
0: Just on that kind of thing, let's just kind of repeat, go over a little bit of how we can get at Rangers. What is the... What should be our game plan? I know we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. We've even talked about it on Beyond the Scoreboard, but what would your kind of... If you had to kind of three principles of beating Rangers over this weekend, what would they be?
1: In case you come back to them. how have you of beaten them like the last few times? And it is elements of the same thing. It is about... Finding a lot is about finding those gaps between their midfield line and defensive line. So, you know, at the start of the game at Ibrox, what happened? Um, had a lot of players bang in the middle. They had Kento McGregor. But when the ball went out to Taylor, you had Hatate slipping behind his marker. You had O'Reilly coming all over. So you had those kind of interconnections. So you ball out to Taylor, he would pop the ball between Rangers' midfield line, Rangers' defensive line, and find those gaps. And once they're there, you start getting the runs from Kyogo, you start getting the runs from, you know, Maeda, and so on. So that is created by the movement, right? It's, it's quick pra- passing out to Taylor and then the movement from the number eight to number six. So, And the cup final was a prime example of this as well, whereas Rangers just didn't get the the, the the block right, but it's, it's Celtic's movement as well, isn't it? It's, you know, playing the quick passes at the front, hitting, you know, making that range block. You need to move that range block block, essentially. You need to move them. You need to keep them on the trails, keep them running, move the ball, keep the ball, because once you do that, at some point they're going to miss up one of the players. So what happened a lot in, in the cup final was that Lundstrom had, a, had to also jump up on McGregor. Because Kent was a bit more wide in the press. But because of Celtic's passing, for example, when the ball then went out wide, be it to Johnston, be it to Taylor, one of the ranges, number eight, had to jump out, and Lundstrom couldn't cover Hatati slipping behind between those lines again, or Moy slipping behind there, or, or, or stuff like so that. So I think it's a lot about movement, essentially, keeping the ball and then moving it, oh, passing move um but that, that's you know but it, being it constantly I, I showed you you know I've, I've been watching the first game um last season i die box because beal was still there at that point and you see how far salty have come right you see like the, the build-up play in that game even though something ball, it's very slow and uh, very laborious the you know the number like the midfielders the, the come to seek the ball, there wasn't much movement, there wasn't any stretching of the, you know, the the derancious block and so on. And there's all those kind of, but now, whereas you have now, we have players changing positions, you have players constantly moving, you have them players coming over from the right-hand side to join the left and the left to the right and constantly probing. And, you know, you're getting Kyogo involved, you have these kind of more direct passes from Taylor, from Johnston that goes over the, you know, the positions defense. So, it's the same the same old system. Like, the, you look at that game, the Ibrox game last season compared to now, you can see that they're trying to play the same system, but it just, they're doing so much better. So that's essentially it. You just keep playing your own system. You try to bring full ventures out of that block, finding those spaces, especially between the midfield and defensive line. Because once you find players in those spots, ventures are toast. Like, in terms of once you're there, because you have runners like Maeda, like Jota, like Kyogo. And You have the space and you have the calls to define those passes, so that's it. Essentially, just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Just keep doing what you're doing, uh, Christian. Uh, fantastic as always. It's uh, it's it's always a good Friday when uh, we get to chat. Um, any kind of final I thoughts? Long
1: Friday. <laughs> long Friday. Uh, I, I, no, I mean uh, not to jinx it, but I'm I'm going tomorrow and I have a, a perfect Derby record. So. There you go, and that, that's my final thought, so I'm intending t- to, to keep it that way. So, um, No, Linus will be really interesting on both sides. Be really interested to see how aggressive and Rangers are in the press, how they set up, and be also maybe more interested to see what they do in possession, and if they just go long enough to just try playing around. So that's the things I would look at, first of all. And then it's, you know, it's up to the the football
0: gods. We've got yeah. the, the reaction will be recording uh, from a location in Glasgow City Centre and will be available uh, straight after recording. So uh, we'll get to that. That'll be Hopefully up. their internet works. Yeah, well, hopefully their internet works. Uh, if my internet isn't fixed, we'll have to have a, a rethink about uh, the live show on Sunday um, because... Yeah, uh, we might not have any internet, <laughs> so we'll we can uh, we'll we'll keep you fully updated on that, and uh, yeah, we'll let you know what's happening. But um, everyone enjoy the game, um, have a nice time, and uh, hopefully the drinks will be flowing on on Saturday evening. Christian Wolfe, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, good luck and hail hail. Hail hail. I've been Christopher Gallagher. He's been Christian Wolfe. This has been the weekend update preview for the Celtic Rangers game.